Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. What makes them industry giants? Get ready to take a peek inside and learn their secrets of success. This is Silicon Valley Insider, the show that demystifies the valley and helps to elevate your business to the next level. Now, your host for Silicon Valley Insider, Keith Koo. Welcome to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, I have Danny He, who's the CEO of Soapbox, a next-generation e-commerce fulfillment and operations platform that I also happen to be an advisor to, so don't go away. There is a drone company called Avum, and they have a drone named Raven X. It is 28 tons or 55,000 pounds and has a 60-foot wingspan and is 80 feet long. Uh, I bring this up that the U.S. Space Agency and NASA intend to use this as a way to launch satellites very quickly. They say that they can turn around this drone in three hours and has the ability to launch satellites directly into space. As you might have heard, Congress is in talks to issue a new stimulus bill, and it's $2.3 trillion. Well, buried in that bill is the CASE Act, and that is a trademark modernization act, which is making it a felony to stream certain content and making it easier for people to claim copyright infringement for streaming that content. And so it's causing an uproar in the internet community because, of course, many people think that they will be the subject of these very capricious lawsuits regarding their streaming content. I don't know yet how that's going to happen, but I'm sure that this will be something of a lot of further discussion. T-Mobile can no longer claim that it has the most reliable 5G network. That is a decision following an advertising watchdog group. The spokesperson was Bill Nye, the science guy, And NARB, the National Advertising Review Board, said that they cannot claim that they have the best 5G network. There's still a lot of discussion on the fallout on both the FireEye and SolarWinds breaches. It's something that I want everyone to be clear that if those two companies cannot keep themselves safe and they are security providers and used by almost every Fortune 500 company, you cannot be safe either. That is not meant to be pessimistic, but that is meant for you to take precautions and always treat your data as if it could be breached. And that's the Tech News of the Week. Welcome back to the show. Once again, my guest today and my good friend is Danny He, who is the founder and CEO of Soapbox, a next-generation e-com and third-party logistics company. Welcome back, Danny. Thank you for having me, Keith. Danny, I'm sure I didn't give it a great enough description. I love what you're doing, full disclosure. Uh, I am an advisor to your company. Ed Yeh, our chief technology officer for Guardian Insight Group, is an advisor to your company. But we love what you and the Soapbox team are doing. So I first wanted to start off with Danny. What is your story? Yeah, thanks, Keith. Um, uh, Background is uh, very, very diverse. Uh, Grew up in LA. Uh, I went to school all over the country in different. different universities uh, and finished in eight years uh, through through the programs. Uh, I did my MBA in New York in Baruch College. Uh, I've worked at IBM as a client executive for, um, for Disney. I've also worked at Royal Caribbean as a digital product manager. 
And most recently, before starting Soapbox, I led the uh, uh, digital and enterprise operations for Tefasco, which is a mid-sized CPG based out of Los Angeles, um, back home. And, uh, and part of my job there was to modernize the business. But the other aspect of it was to uh, really launch their e-commerce. And uh, that was actually my, uh, I would say, one of my first forays into e-commerce in an enterprise level. Uh, state. Uh, and through that, we were able to learn quite a bit about selling through and uh, selling effectively. But most importantly, we were able to identify some gaps within the fulfillment space uh, that, quite frankly, um, not too many companies have solved, um, certainly none that haven't scaled yet. And that's that's how we came to be for, um, for Soapbox and for myself. I consider myself a student in business, um, I do have a, quite a bit of diverse background in you know, kind services, IT, and digital space. Um, I did at one point uh, run a Michelin recommended restaurant in Brooklyn, so that was a fun experience. Um, but all in all, I think all of this helps me have a better understanding of the business ecosystem uh, as it relates to really cross cross functional, cross industry. And uh, and cross services. I think it's a fantastic background. I think it's very robust with lots of diverse experiences, and that really leads us to what you're working on today, your startup soapbox. So, with all that you've done and seeing what I'll call is the value seam, how did soapbox come about? Yeah, that's uh, that's a great question. Uh, while I was at Tefasco. One of the uh, one of the things that we encountered was to be able to effectively launch and scale our e-commerce business. We had the uh, we had the resources of a medium-sized enterprise. Um, it wasn't any budget constraints, wasn't any resourcing constraints, um, but it was an entirely wholesale business. So part of our pivot was to go from D to B to D to C. And when we launched our e-commerce, we really started to focus in on the main marketplaces, Amazon, Walmart.com, our own Shopify stores, and eBay. And subsequently, when we did launch, it was through all of those channels. Uh, We had uh, three different channels through Amazon, through FBA, uh, Fulfillment by Merchant, FBM, and we were in Wholesale, Vendor Central. Uh, We also had four Shopify stores for our four main brands. Uh, we had an eBay account, and we had a couple of Walmart.com accounts and a Jet.com account as well. And I'll never forget the first day that we launched our e-commerce. It was on a Monday. We got 10 orders through various platforms. We weren't able to fulfill those 10 orders until Friday, and seven of the 10 orders were wrong. And that really struck a chord with me because this is an operation where we can turn 50 trucks a day. So why couldn't we fulfill 10 orders a day? Uh, And so I set out in trying to figure out and solve that piece of the puzzle. We worked with various um, consulting groups, uh, FedEx consulting and a few other private ones and and, uh, different types of services And we were able to subsequently take some of the best practices, industry best practices, uh, from people who are doing uh, 100,000 orders a day to uh, a million orders a day uh, and implement it into our 
uh, into, into our system. And through that time, we were growing uh, very rapidly. We uh, had we had roughly uh, a team a size uh, of about five people, and everything was on Google Sheets. So we were tracking all of the in- inventory across all platforms uh, on Google Sheets. Uh, we were um, we were doing all of our sales and daily run rates through that. We were reconciling everything through spreadsheets, and it w- became incredibly difficult to manage because within ten months we were able to grow that from zero to three million. We just couldn't scale. Uh, we brought in the consulting companies back in again to try to find a software solution to help us. And everything fell into two categories. Um, on the one hand, you had these uh, very large legacy programs that required a lot of customization. They were backbreakingly expensive and you needed a PhD to be able to run it. And then on the other hand, there were so many of these smaller point solutions that solved one or two things within the film fulfillment cycle and it never made sense to me why that was. These were the only two options, and the reason it didn't make sense was goes back to my IBM training, which is looking at data. The data is the same. The order data is the same, no matter where you get it from, right? Whether it's an Amazon order or Shopify order, eBay order, it's the same data. So it's where did you uh, buy it? Who bought it? What did they buy? How many of it did they buy? Uh, where does it need to be shipped to and is it paid for? So why did I need an ecosystem of five different software to manage this exact same set of data? And Danny, I'm going to hold you right there and we're going to talk about the why when we come back in our next segment. So you're listening to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. My special guest today is Danny He, founder and CEO of Soapbox, a next generation e-commerce company. Listening to his story and when we come back, we're going to talk about the why. So you have questions or comments, email us at info at svn.biz, and we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Insiders, welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, I have Danny He, who's the founder and CEO of Soapbox a next-generation e-commerce company. Welcome back, Danny. Thank you for having me. So, Danny, here's a question for you. Given everything you're seeing with COVID-19 pandemic, what disruption do you think is going to take place in supply chain? Yeah, that's that's an interesting question. I think the people who are insiders in the logistics space now are seeing that disruption um, in ways that maybe they hadn't anticipated before. Of course, the transition into e-commerce has been a long time coming. And um, there was a statistic that uh, by 2025, uh, something to the range of over 50% of uh, retail transactions are going to be e-commerce. I think what COVID-19 has done is uh, really pulled in that timeline to now. Uh, but I think where the gap is, is that the back office, the logistics supply chain is quite frankly, not ready for it. And when I mean not ready, I mean that in the beginning of the year, in the beginning of 2020, uh, there was a lot of dropship going on. It was going to be the next commerce solution. And you're seeing with this pandemic that that business is completely crippled by 
the lack of logistics capability and capacity to service that. Um, something to the range of uh, FedEx has, for example, uh, over a thousand full uh, 747 cargo planes backlogged. Wow. So if you think of it in, their, in terms of those numbers, it's very difficult uh, to have an effective process in place uh, to get your products to your customers. Uh, in the beginning of the year, if you had a dropship business, uh, let's say a Shopify business, you could go and um, you can go and have your customer order your products, and you would your customers would get their products from China in three to five days. Mm-hmm. Now that same store with the same customer will take two to four weeks, at a minimum. Wow. So, what does that translate to from e-commerce perspective? it kind of forces a lot of businesses back into the, how do we do it ourselves mode? Right. Uh, and how do we source domestically and how do we fulfill domestically? Uh, we can no longer leverage uh, trade partners with international shipping and have it be a dependable uh, line of logistics. We really have to just do it ourselves. And so this is the gap that from a solution perspective where Soapbox fills because it is a self-service fulfillment management solution. Uh, So we help with taking care of the storefront management. Uh, We reconcile and consolidate the orders into one place. Uh, The inventory is then uh, normalized across all the sales channels and through intelligence, artificial intelligence and and computing, we are able to, that's not a good thing. I'm just going to head that out and you can edit that out but okay. uh, through uh, through artificial intelligence we're able to uh, identify the best and most effective way to ship that product whether it's through optimizing the shipping packaging or shopping for the best rates and the reason this is important is because again unless you've scaled out your business uh, you don't know what you don't know and in fact even if you scaled out your business you're very likely going to be using the same business practices and workflow on day 100 as you are on day one. And so what our software does is it takes a lot of what we've learned in the best practices uh, through working with different companies and we've digitized it into one workflow that helps make decisions. And it takes actually takes decisions away from middle managers and floor workers uh, so that all they have to do is really focus on growth, focus on the delivery and not focus on, am I, am I doing this right? Am I selecting the right packaging? Is this the right rates? All of that is automated through the platform. Yeah, I think that is the exciting part of when we partnered up uh, is that you are really filling a much needed service. And there's so much opportunity that is being uncovered not just because of the pandemic, but what I would say, piggybacking what you said a few months ago, the pandemic, what that's really highlighted is a digital transformation. Everyone knew it was going to happen, but it's accelerated by just conservative estimates at least five years. And that's at a global scale. So all businesses in order to survive and thrive, they have to really look at how they incorporate digital transformation into the business processes. And so I think when I think of Soapbox, I think about how you've really addressed a market and created a more level playing field for the midsize and the um, small mom and pops, but also it forces everyone to be looking at their processes 
globally because again we cannot rely on the supply chain that we had at the beginning of the year yeah that's that's right i think one of the things that uh people often overlook in in this space is the data and why that data is the exact same no matter what size of the business uh, you have uh, order data is order data as i mentioned earlier right whether you are a billion dollar company selling on your own store or you are a mom and pop shop that's had to pivot from your retail location your brick and mortar location online uh, it's the same order data so the advantages quite frankly, that a larger company has to a smaller company isn't going to happen at the data level. It's the same data. What the advantages that a larger company potentially has is the intelligence behind it to make decisions that can help their business become more efficient. Um, and so there are some tools that help optimize some aspects of this. Uh, but in our experience, and if you've ever shipped anything or run an e-commerce business, you know it's not just shipping. Right? It's not just one thing that makes this clockwork uh, efficient and effective. Uh, there are a lot of moving pieces. And if you scale up enough, you have to have tools to manage each one of these moving pieces. Again, what we found is, is that uh, because of the acceleration of e-commerce in this space, uh, what we've had to do is to educate people quite a bit more than maybe if this was any normal timeline that we've had to and people start looking into uh, solutions in this space. And it's very simply because people don't know what they don't know. There are companies that we've talked to that are 10 years old. They have the exact same workflow now as they did 10 years ago. So that education piece is something that we provide uh, as well as the, the software components. And and it's really critical to understanding how you can be an effective seller, uh, no matter what size you are uh, in this ecosystem. That's a good point. And one thing I know uh, you often don't like talking about your success, but since you and the team have launched, you are following a very strong SaaS model of doubling your customer base every month. So I think that is uh, more of a testament to people finding value in the platform. Yeah, absolutely. So we started our early access at the end of April. Uh, we launched a platform that, quite frankly, wasn't fully baked because we were working with different SBAs. We were working with different Chamber of Commerce to provide a free resource for businesses to pivot. And so for several months, we were running five days a week. Uh, different webinars to teach people about e-commerce. And through that process, uh, we were able to get literally thousands, over 4,000 people who have subscribed to that webinar, who have logged on, learned about e-commerce and transitioned. And subsequently, our user base grew from zero. We started with about 100 people on our wait list. Now we're about to hit 1,500 in December. So within eight months. Yeah. It's phenomenal growth. And so uh, when we get back on our next segment, Danny, I'm going to want to talk about how do people actually engage with Soapbox and how they get started, where they can go for resources. So don't go away. You're listening to Silicon Valley Insider. My special guest today is Danny He, founder of Soapbox, a next generation e-commerce company. We've been talking all about the state of supply chain logistics, given the current world events and how you can actually leverage the power of tools 
looks over at your business. Any questions or comments, email us at info at svn.biz. And we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, my special guest is Danny He, the CEO of Soapbox, which is a next-generation e-commerce fulfillment and operations platform. We've been talking about how he has a freemium, so it's actually free to use for the first 100 orders a month for people to ship their goods on Etsy or Shopify. So listen on to learn more about Soapbox. On this week's Cyber Tip, I'm not going to talk about something new. I'm going to talk about something old. I warn people all the time. But in light of the vaccine being available for COVID-19, I do want to once again remind you of scams that will happen because of it. Because right now, I know a lot of people want to, quote unquote, jump the line and they want to know how they can get the vaccine. So here are some things you should never do, even if it wasn't a vaccine, but I just want to make sure you're aware of it. You should never follow up with ads that are offering early access to the vaccine for a fee. You should never respond to people who say you can pay to get your name on a vaccine waiting list. Uh, You should never respond to people that say they're going to ship you the vaccine or take emails or calls or return texts from people that say that they're from the medical center, unless it's you know for sure it's your own medical provider, your own doctor's office. You shouldn't respond to anything on social media. So you have a Facebook ad, a Twitter ad, a LinkedIn ad, and you should also never respond, just like to your taxes, never respond from somebody claiming to be from a government agency. Always validate your own information. Because if you do get communicated by any of those means, it's just very, very straightforward for you to hang up or not answer and check out that information on your own. And that's the cyber tip of the week. Welcome back to the show. My special guest today is Danny He, who is the founder of Soapbox. Throughout today's show, we've been talking about Soapbox, his next generation e-commerce company, Danny's background and how he became an expert in supply chain logistics and e-commerce through his days at IBM leading the Disney account and at Royal Caribbean before going into um, supply chain here in Southern California. So welcome back, Danny. Thank you for having me. Hey, Danny, here's, I think, a really good story. Why don't you tell us how you got the name Soapbox? <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, uh, we, we get asked that a lot. And, uh, you know, name means everything, I think, in this time uh, of business. But Soapbox, for me, has a special meaning. Um, when I looked, when we first started looking into the space and what we can do here, uh, one thing that became very apparent to me was that Uh, There, quite frankly, wasn't a comprehensive solution for small businesses. Uh, There were a lot of fragmentation, disparate solutions that helped small businesses independently, but then it's on the onus of the small business to tie all of that together and integrate everything into each other, which is, quite frankly, it's not a small business business. Soapbox for me is a, a word that encapsulates what we want to do. So, 
right? Before the print age, before the digital age, before all of that, what people used to do is they would gather into a town square and they would make these announcements. Uh, they would jump on a soapbox. They would make these announcements to the town crier or whichever, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, and that was a way for uh, basically normal people to have a voice to really elevate their platform. And this is in contrast to people of, within positions of power or money, wealth of some sort. Uh, they would have pedestals. So I always equate it to the fact that somebody you're putting somebody on a pedestal because they have something that's worth elevating. But for everybody else, they've got the soapbox. And so it's apropos to what we're looking to do because we're looking to level the playing field for everybody. We're looking to provide uh, big company advantages to small businesses and to medium-sized businesses and really normalize and uh, equalize the playing field for everybody here. And so Soapbox, for me, is uh, that's what it represents. It's equal voices for everybody. Thank you. And I totally get it. And I'm glad you shared that story because I thought it was important. Uh, and it's going to be great to see what impact Soapbox has in leveling the playing field. And that's what I wanted to transition into next. We talked about earlier how since the, I'll call it the soft launch, since the preview, pre-access, you've actually had over 4,000 conversations with people you've trained on e-commerce and you have 1,500 customers, which is not trivial in the e-com world as you're getting started. What should people think? I, I mean, if I were wanting to be a user, I, I would be very concerned about the cost associated with jumping onto Soapbox. What can you tell us about the costs on starting up? Yeah, that's one of the things that we've really tried to take a major focus on from a business perspective. Um, when we talk about small businesses, we don't view small businesses as our target market. And so we're just marketing to them and we're charging an exorbitant amount of money so that they can use our platform. Small businesses aren't just a target market for us. Um, they, are, they are what makes us tick. So we provide a lot of free resources in addition to our platform. Uh, we provide small business spotlights uh, to provide small businesses free publicity and marketing. Um, and by the way, our platform is free for small businesses up to 100 orders a month. It allows them to grow and scale uh, economically uh, through our platform. Uh, we do offer very aggressive shipping rates. Uh, by aggressive, I mean, we do have USPS commercial uh, rates. We have up to 60% off UPS rates. Uh, we're getting some aggressive rates uh, that'll be onboarded shortly in the beginning of the, of the year for DHL and uh, FedEx. And we pass on all of those savings and all of those discounts to our customers. Um, so when we say small business, when we say we support small businesses, that's not a target on the board for us. That's our ecosystem. That's who we're supporting and our offerings and the things that we provide within uh, our ecosystem uh, tries to reflect that. That's a great story. And so as people are listening, how would they engage with Soapbox to try it out? I mean, it's, it's literally a, a free platform as you're getting started. You get free access for up to 100 orders a month. How do people get engaged? Yeah, absolutely. They can visit our website at www.soap, S-O-A-P, 
bx.com. Uh, and you can just register for the platform as it is. Um, integrations to your storefronts are free. Um, checking out our rates is free. Uh, checking out your labels, there's no additional cost to it. Uh, and uh, that's, that's basically it. One of the things that, again, that we've learned in just working at the enterprise space is how difficult business tools can be. And we've just tried to simplify that workflow as much as possible. Um, we are not a shipping software. We are not an order management software. We're not a warehouse management software or an inventory management software. We're fulfillment management software. And because we look at fulfillment from end to end, what we can do that, quite frankly, a lot of other software can't do is we can simplify this process. We can really take a lot of the exceptions out of it. And what that translates to from a user perspective is that you can sign up and start uh, importing your orders from your storefront with minimal configurations and get labels printed out within 10 minutes. And compare that to what they would normally be looking at for a traditional company? Yeah, so uh, there is a one company that I worked with. It was It's one of the FedEx top partners in this space, in, sh in the shipping space. Um, I won't mention their name here because it's not in our business to disparage uh, other businesses. But um, I can tell you definitively that this is one of the top shipping solutions in the world. And our onboarding was a week. <laughs> oh, I, I believe it. Yeah. So it's, um, again, for us, it's not only in the cost savings and in our business model, but all of that is moot and irrelevant if it isn't easy to use. And that's one of the things that we've really tried to focus in on is our UX and UI. We take a lot of feedback from our current customers to really simplify things um, to almost the point of oversimplification. If you are a business user in this space, you're looking at our platform, uh, it'll feel like that we're way lighter than other services. But the truth is, is that we have as much depth as other services. We just have a lot of things behind the scenes that are automated. So you don't necessarily have to configure it because how many people have all of these options and all of these levers that you can pull uh, and they know how to configure it appropriately to make sure that they have the effectiveness and, the, and efficiency for their fulfillment for their business. We don't assume that. Uh, we apply the best practices for the entire workflow and that's what you get out of box. Well, Danny, I thank you so much for sharing the Soapbox journey today. I, I do want to reiterate that anyone who's interested in looking at Soapbox, trying out Soapbox, it is www.soap-bx.com. Um, I think you definitely would want to try this out and to simplify your life, to improve your business processes, and to really level the playing field, as Danny mentioned, um, in competing with other big brands. And Danny, with just the final seconds in the segment, what else, what other thoughts would you like to leave? Uh, you know, I'm, thank you for having me here, uh, first off. And I really do appreciate this. And thank you for the listeners uh, for, uh, for listening here. Um, we're really excited about uh, e-commerce. We're really excited about logistics fulfillment. 
Um, we are looking for a comprehensive space. And if you are looking to uh, really accelerate your growth and optimize it at the same time, uh, please do reach out to us. We're happy to help. And uh, thank you for having us. Sure. And, and don't go away because in our final segment, The Pivot, Danny's going to be talking about what he predicts is on the horizon in the e-commerce and logistics space. So if you have questions or comments, email us at info at svn.biz. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, and we'll be right back to close the show. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, I've had a great discussion with Danny He, who is the founder and CEO of Soapbox. And we've been talking about his next generation e-commerce company. Welcome back, Danny. Thank you. So, Danny, I really enjoyed the conversation today. I love the passion you have on serving people. We talked about the Soapbox platform, how fast you and team have scaled and how in essence for people just getting started out in e-com or are just starting to build their business, it's in essence a free platform. And so I really wanted to commend you and team for doing that because especially during, I think COVID-19, there's a lot of disruption that's happening in the marketplace and a lot of opportunity as well. So that's kind of where I wanted to go to next. So we're now on the pivot. We're talking about disruptions and change. Put on your prediction hat, what do you think is in the future of e-commerce and in the spaces that you're playing in? Yeah, uh, as far as the future of e-commerce, I think it's already here, right? Um, We are in a very interesting cross-section of technology where we're living in the future right now, and we're trying to catch up to it um, rather than always chasing the future as it's I think mostly been for, uh, for the history of, uh, where we are. Um, what that means is that education is going to be incredibly important, uh, incredibly important education in what to do, what not to do, what the best practices can be. Uh, I think within this space, uh, there is an infinite way to grow. Um, what we look at in terms of, uh, in terms of e-commerce is that, we don't really know and we don't really see uh, what the top of the mountain looks like yet, right? Right now, it kind of sort of looks like Amazon is in the lead. It kind of sort of looks like Shopify is catching up to it. It kind of sort of looks like Walmart is also gaining ground. Uh, But ultimately, no matter what that peak looks like for you, the tools remain the same because e-commerce on the back end and back office is the same. There's going to be an intersection where digital meets physical, where you get an order and you have to fulfill it. And while a lot of the investments and a lot of technology is geared towards finding the top of the mountain, uh, we look at it in terms of the picks and shovels and the ropes to get you up there and how these tools are really going to provide the true advantages for your businesses moving forward and how you kind of take a look at getting to the top. Um, I don't know what the, I don't know what the competition will be uh, within the um, distribution space. I don't know what that's going to look like, 
But one thing I do know is, is that it's a lot more similar to wholesale and traditional wholesale than a lot of, a lot of people may realize. If you have a widget A that's selling very successfully into Walmart, you have two options. You can either go and then uh, introduce widget B into the ecosystem, or you can go and take your successful widget A and take it into Costco, Target, Sam's Club, et cetera. That same concept applies to e-commerce. The only difference being that the barrier to entry within e-commerce and selling into multiple channels is so much easier. And that's, I think, one of the, uh, one of the ecosystems that people uh, really take for granted in trying to manage uh, multi-channel sales. And it can be very daunting. Um, so where I see logistics, where I see e-commerce is that we're going to see more and different ways to grow. Uh, and hopefully we're in a space where uh, our disruption isn't going to be about the roadmaps to get to the top. Our disruption is going to be that stabilizing force on the back end where it doesn't matter how you get to the top. Uh, we have that foundation for you to make sure that you get there and, and grow with your business. That's, I think, really hitting the nail on the head. I think that a lot of people are wondering how can they compete? And what are the avenues that they can go about and do that? And so I think in getting the education that you and team are providing and plus the tool set is going to help people not be fearful of starting. That's, that's right. Um, I think you can take a look at us in another term as risk management. We provide a platform that allows an end-to-end -end solution an end-to-end -end view and a single pane view of your back office operations. So it doesn't matter how far you get, how high you climb, it's going to be the same grounding, uh, grounding really view and operations behind it. And that's ultimately what you want. You want your market to change. You want to adapt to that, but operationally, you want to make sure you have stability there. And that's what we provide. Well, Danny, with that, that's the end of today's show, but I want to thank you again. I think the message is clear, especially as people are trying to process what's happened, certainly in the last year, and certainly business owners and people that are diving into e-commerce. What education out there? What tools are out there? How can I get started? How can I compete? I think you've addressed all of those topics, and if people want to know more, I encourage them to go to your website, which is SOAP dash bx.com to find out more information. So Danny, thanks again for being on the show today. Thank you again, Keith, for having me. So thanks again for listening to the Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. Anything that we've talked about today, Danny He, his company, Soapbox, you can go to his website. You can also email us at info at svn.biz. And we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. For questions or comments on today's program or to schedule a complimentary consultation with Keith about your business, call 1-888-828-SVIN. That's 1-888-828-7846, 888-828-SVIN. 